Want more marriage encouragement? Hear about different ways to connect, grow together, and enjoy marriage the way God intended with the Loving Well podcast. Listen at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash LovingWell or wherever you get your podcasts. Going on vacations or a trip with your kids can be one of the best ways to make lasting memories. And I remember we did a lot of road trips, a lot of camping, and there was a time that we drove up to Yellowstone and uh, to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. We spent about 10 days exploring nature, and we saw moose. We did uh, boat rides. We did hiking. We did all sorts of things. Those pictures, even though they were 20-some years ago, are still just burned in my mind and in my heart. They bring a smile even now. That's what you want to cultivate with and make sure you get with your own family. Now, I'm John Fuller here in the studio with Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our Focus on the Family parenting team. And Danny, as I shared that story, what's a favorite trip or family time for you all? We love taking trips, and they're not always perfect, right, John? So they're we have usually to be real not with perfect. Yeah, right. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't share anything about the bad stuff that happened yeah. on that trip. Yeah, there's some, some moments that are memorable that are on the opposite direction. But really, the, the Hawaii trip... Uh, that we took just mm. a few years ago was incredible. The memories of us experiencing things for the first time and just exploring and enjoying the the ocean. I mean, that was just it was filled with with great memories, some fun moments of of getting plastered into the sand and uh, having our faces rubbed into the into the sand and j- jumping up laughing together. And uh, and then uh, Yosemite is another one that was just incredible. The beauty of of God's creation. But it was a very, very long hike. We were tired together and just enjoying long conversation mm-hmm. on a big, long hike. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. Trips are enjoyable, John. They can be very memorable uh, in many different ways. Yeah. And I even as you're sharing, I'm thinking, yeah, there was the time that we had uh, all four tires just kind of explode on us while we were driving in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> that was wow. a family bonding time as we were taking a 2,000-mile trip. There was the time that the car kept breaking down every 20 minutes. It took six and a half hours to make a two and a half hour trip. When we got to the destination, I was so afraid. But I think my kids would tell you, despite some of the tears, and there were literal tears, not from me, but from them, it was a really great bonding moment. So uh, parents, be encouraged. Uh, we're gonna conclude a conversation now about family memories and traveling with your kids as we hear from Julie Lavender and Jim Daly. There was a time when Julie literally wanted to quit as a mom, and she even wrote her family a resignation letter. But she came back, and she has since uh, learned how to enjoy time with her children. Our favorite memories are probably around vacation time, whether that was camping or whatever. Do you have some favorite vacation memories? We do have some favorite vacation times. We've... uh, because my husband was military, one thing that we did try to do, and my adult daughter actually mentioned this to me, and she said one of the things that she appreciated that I taught her was to be a tourist wherever you are. Because we moved so often, I just felt like, oh, we have to see everything we can see while we're living here. And she said that really taught her to just enjoy her own community wherever she's living, even Mm. if she's not moving. So we got to travel a lot, and we saw a lot of California and Washington and Oregon, and we just had a lot of fun with that. But one of the things that we've noticed on on our trips, even though it might be an amusement park, it might be this huge mountain we were going to climb or a big ocean we saw. But one of the things when they were younger, we would play a game on the way home. What was your favorite this? What was your favorite that? And a lot of times it was the smallest moment. We Speaking yeah. of those expensive uh, um, uh 
park trips. We had been to one of those. I don't remember which one it was. And on the way back, I said, oh, what was your favorite part? Well, my son, this oldest creative one, he said, his favorite part was jumping on the beds in the hotel. Now, we had just spent... <laughs> we a, spent $500. That's exactly right. And the funny thing was, we let them jump on the bed at home. That wasn't even the issue. It was that they had two beds. They could jump from one to the other. Over the gap. Over the gap. Well, my husband and I got involved. He stood on one side. I stood on the other to make sure nobody got hurt. We put the pillows in between so they wouldn't get hurt. And we said, this is a moat. Watch out for the crocodiles. Be sure not to get hurt. And we let them do it. We let them play. We, we knew we were kind of burning uh, time at the park. But you know what? That was fun for them, and they loved it. Yeah. And that was his favorite memory. It's mm-hmm. so true. I can remember we first started, you know, we were kind of, don't, don't do that. This isn't our furniture. And then eventually we came to, go ahead, jump. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he really loved it. It was a great memory That's for him. That's good. Um, I want to speak to the mom and dad that maybe didn't really get this right when the kids were younger. And, you know, busy is busy. And they're hearing this going, ah, we should have done some of this. It would have lightened the load. And now the kids are teenagers or, you know, maybe late teenage, 18, 19. What can they do to kind of recapture some of that? Would you encourage them to get a little silly and do some fun things? I, I think it's still worth the effort. I think sometimes they may roll their eyes. I think sometimes they're going, maybe even be embarrassed. But you know what? It that's a means, good thing. So, uh, that's a good thing. Yeah. And it means so much to them. My husband and I, since we've been here, uh, we came a couple of days ago, we tried to take some selfies. I bombed horribly. and I, <laughs> But I posted those crazy uh, selfies. And my daughter, the she's the 22-year-old, her, her only comment was, I thought I taught you better than that. <laughs> so, you know, she wasn't embarrassed by that post. Right. She owned it. She was That's like, funny. hey, I tried to help you, and you're still failing. But um, you know what? They're going to roll their eyes. They're going to be embarrassed. But you know what? They're going to be anyway, somewhat, as a teenager. So I think if we throw those things in there, and yes, it may look different how we show our love to that age, but I think it still can be recaptured. Again, I think we need to give ourselves grace if we were too busy, if we just didn't think about it or whatever, but it's never too late to get started. And you know, one thing, I really do think humor is from the heart of God. I think, you know, I just can't imagine the humor is from the other one, (laughs) right? And uh, I just think that's a wonderful way to experience parenting is infuse a lot of humor. It works in your marriage as well, by the Mm -hmm. way, because there are things in this life that are worth laughing about. And usually it's the most silly things that we do. And we even laugh about the resignation letter. You know, now that they're adults, they laugh about that Mm -hmm. now. And, you know, there's only been two or three times that I've had to say, don't make me pull out that resignation letter again. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's probably the best piece of advice we heard the whole time here is moms that are tired. Do the resignation letter. Danny, I love the emphasis that uh, Julie put on having fun with your kids. As I've shared previously, sometimes I'm in, you know, father mode. We don't have fun. There are other moments when I've tried to have some fun memories with my kids, and I think we've succeeded. Why do fun things tend to stay with us, fun memories like that? Yeah, and John, I just, I love the practical tools that Julie shares Mm -hmm. uh, when she's on on the broadcast with us here at Focus on the Family. Yeah, she's dialed in. She's dialed in. Just fun, practical ideas of how to have fun. And our brain is fascinating, right? We look at the nature, God's nature outside, but we've got one right there, three pounds, right on top of us. Three pounds. (laughs) And memory is fascinating, and we still don't fully understand why we hold on to certain things uh, that we do. But we we have learned, we do know, 
that when we have fun together, oxytocin, which is a pleasure and bonding hormone, is released at a much higher level. So the brain is marking that moment, saying, hey, you're having fun, boom, oxytocin, you're attaching to the moment and to the person you're having fun with. Dopamine, a hormone that helps you learn and have motivation and, and also pleasure, is also released at a, at a pretty high rate. And then norepinephrine, which is another hormone uh, neurotransmitter that's released, gives you energy. Hmm. And so when you're having fun, you have energy, you have bonding, you have pleasure, you have motivation, all these wonderful things that create a memory marker of the moment or moments that you share having fun together. So why wouldn't we do that? I, I know that my son enjoys it when I uh, hide with a Nerf gun. He's 19. And uh, all of a sudden, I ambush him when he gets home, and I leave a little gun for him, and we just go at it. Or if he starts to, to come at me and push me a little bit, I go, oh, okay, it's on. Let's wrestle, right? And we just we wrestle. We go to the backyard and not break anything. It, it just really knowing to pause and have fun, and all day long, you have invitations from your kids. Sometimes we miss it because we're just – it's task after task, demand after demand, Make sure you're looking for the invitations and figuring out which ones you can step into rather than saying no to all of them. Yeah, look for the yes. I remember Chuck Swindoll talked about the, you know, saying yes as much as possible. I've, I've tried to adopt that because for so long with so many kids in the home, I was what you just described. I was always doing something. Yeah. Always. And it there, will always be there. Yeah, always. Uh, I think for me the moment was when, ironically, I'm trying to write a book for dads, how to be a good dad. And I get this poke in the back. It's when my youngest was six. I've shared this before. And he's he's jabbing me with a stick. And he just looked at me and said, sword fight. And at that moment, I had a choice to make. And I'm so glad God gave me the presence of mind to say, ah, invitation, as you were saying. That was an invitation for some fun. It wasn't an hour-long sword fight. It was 10 minutes. Yeah. It satisfied his bid for connection, his need to be having some fun with his dad, and it got me uh, energized, frankly, because I was in this task. I was buried in this book. Oh, no, no. This is the why. And so get that perspective, and there are several ways to do that. I mean, you're listening to these podcasts. That's a great way to stay kind of fine-tuned in your parenting and to to drip irrigation your journey as a mom or a dad. Uh, Certainly with regard to loving your kids, we've had an emphasis this past several episodes uh, we would point you to Julie Lavender's excellent book. It's very practical, 365 Ways to Love Your Child, which we're making available today for a gift of any amount to focus on the family. If you're in a good spot, please make a monthly pledge. Join the team, the growing team of people who sign up to be a monthly sustainer for the ministry. You are enabling parents around the world to have resources available to them, programs, videos, so many different things to encourage moms and dads to look for the fun. If you're not in a spot to make a monthly pledge, uh, certainly a one-time gift goes a long way in furthering the ministry. Either way, uh, follow the links in the show notes to make a donation, and we'll send that book to you, 365 Ways to Love Your Child. And if you're wondering about the element of fun in your home, and maybe if it's too much or too little, take our free parenting assessment, which helps you better evaluate how you're doing as a mom or a dad, and where you can make a refinement or two, some improvements uh, in your role. And the link is once more in the episode notes. 
Next time, we'll hear from Kay Wyma as she shares about the dangers of an entitlement mentality in our kids and what to do about that. For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Did you know nearly 60% of American adults don't have a will in place? That's a big number, and not having a will can leave a heavy burden for family left behind. If you need a will but don't know where to begin, let Focus on the Family help. Download our resource, 15 Questions to Ask When Preparing a Will. It's our gift to you at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash PrepareMyWill. That's FocusOnTheFamily.com slash PrepareMyWill.